Hey everyone, how are you? Hope you're doing awesome. Are you? Are you really doing awesome? Or are you just lying to me? Come on, you can be truthful. Awesome. Pretty good. Okay, I'll take that. I want to talk to you about Revolution Love. Now, Revolution Youth Community is this amazing new ministry that we are doing in Burlington, Vermont. And on our very first night in the Revolution Underground, kind of our new venue event, I spoke on this topic. And uh, I had intended to record that message and make it available, but some of our recording didn't go through so well. So instead, I, uh, I'm doing it today. And so I want to talk about Revolution Love. Well, we all love love, right? Um, the Word of God, you know, like from the time we were little kids, we've heard John 3, 16, all right? For God so loved the world. He loved the world so much that he gave his one and only Son so that everyone who believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. Eternal life. That means we live forever. All right? That is amazing. That should get you really excited if you know Jesus Christ is your personal Lord and Savior, do you? If you don't, stop right now. Say, Jesus Christ, I believe you are real. I believe you died on the cross, rose from the dead, lived a sinless life on this planet. And I ask you to come into my heart, forgive me of my sin, exchange death for life. I mean, how crap for crown. It's awesome. Come into me and change me from the inside out. I believe in you. I want this. And I'm ready to live for you for the rest of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed anything like I just prayed and you really meant it, which means faith it exploded in you, you're getting excited right now just going, there's a joy thing. If you had prayed that a long time ago and you just heard me praying something like that, that should get you excited because the Bible says that we should ask the Holy Spirit to re restore or renew the joy of our salvation. I'm excited. I'm smiling about it because I'm talking about love. And I love love. There's lots of stuff I love. I love my wife, Netta. In fact, she's out of town right now, and I miss my wife, Netta. Hi, Netta. And I love my kids, Mariah, Courtney, Zoe, Maximus, and Chase, Mariah, uh, and, and her husband, Oscar, and Courtney and her husband, MD. And now I have a brand new grandchild. If you can believe a young guy like me could, be also, could also be a grandpa, I am. I haven't figured out my grandpa name yet. Some people think it should just be grandpa or grandfather or poppy or pop pop or whatever. I don't know what it's gonna what the baby's gonna call me. She can call me anything she wants. Alright? I, I was trying to convince that it could be G Diddy. Alright, but I don't think that's gonna really go that way. Anyways, I love my new grandchild. I haven't held her yet, but in my heart I've been holding her already. I'm like the Grinch, you know, like my heart grew two sizes the day she was born. I love, uh, I, I love my dad and, and, and his wife, Sharon, and my mom's gone to heaven, but I love her. I love my mom's mom. I love revolution. I love being here in Vermont and being part of what God's doing. I love football. In fact, I love all sorts of sports. Um, and I'm right now even coaching middle school football. I love it. I love great delicious single origin coffee and I also love Dunkin and Starbucks I love coffee I love fall weather and it's now starting to creep in big time 
It's hoodie season. You know you love hoodie season. Season. <laughs> I'm like, season? All right. Season. I'm, I'm talking really fast, aren't I? I don't care. This is a great topic. I love sushi. I love Nike shoes. All right. Don't tell Colin Kaepernick. All right. I love Nike shoes. And if you have a big problem with all of that stuff, just send your Nike gear to me. You know, and I'll either wear it or I'll give it to people who don't have it. Okay. I love all things Apple. Laptops, MacBooks, iPads, iPhones. I love that stuff. I love breakfast. Come on, who doesn't love a good breakfast? And here in Vermont, you got to have some maple syrup. I love that too. I love EDM music. That might be hard for you to wrap your head around. Just picturing me with electric dance music. But I really do like it. I love action movies. I love James Bond kind of movies. And... And, and that kind of stuff. I love flying on airplanes. So, in other words, I love lots and lots and lots of things, lots of people. I, I have a lot of love. And you know what else? I really, really love God. So, with all of this love, how could we even know what really love is? You know, I think a lot of people are like, I love this band, I love this food, I love pizza, I love all these things. So we say the word love a lot. But has it lost its value because we don't really understand it? I don't know. Maybe. And so, with all this love, I want to talk about it. Because I believe there's a revolution love. There's a love that changes everything. And obviously, I started off by reading John 3.16, and that's the heart of it. But Jesus said, check this out, in Mark chapter 12, verse 29 and 30, he said, The most important commandment is this. Come on, pay attention. Jesus is saying the most important, most, M-O-S-T, underline, highlight, most important commandment is this. You must go to church all the time. No, you must love the Lord your God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and with all your strength. That's what he said. You got to love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your mind, and all your strength. Not just some of each of those, all. So how do we do that? I'm glad you asked. I'm gonna give you a quick overview of how to do those four things. And then I'm gonna show you how the devil totally flips it around and tries to mess with us. So the first thing is, he said, you must love the Lord with all your heart. Heart, the Greek word here is cardia, which is the center of our thoughts, emotions, and intentions. In Proverbs 27, 19, it says, As a face is reflected in water, so the heart reflects the real person. Does your heart reflect Christ? Think about it. It's the center of your thoughts, emotions, intentions. It's the core of where you are. So when we say, Jesus, come live in my heart, we're really saying, come to the very center of where I am and who I am, where, where my thoughts and my emotions and my intentions begin. That's your heart. That's your cardia. And we need that to beat for Jesus. We need it to be totally consumed with Christ. All right? So love the Lord with all of your cardia. Second of all, he said, you must love the Lord with all of your soul. Soul? I got soul. No, it's not like a song. It's better than that. It's the Greek word suke, and it means our essential self, our life, or being. It's the very breath of our life. You know, like that part that, you know, our body will go into the ground and become worm food. All right. Our brain will stop 
functioning, you know, other parts, but our soul, it is our essential life. It's the very breath of us. And, and see, if it's the essence of who you are, then you need to understand this. You can't love God and hate yourself. Okay. You can't love God with all of your heart and soul and say, I hate myself. See, the soul is, is so powerful because the enemy, the devil, can't touch your soul. Look what Jesus said. He said, don't be afraid of those who want to kill your body. They cannot touch your soul. Fear only God who can destroy both soul and body in hell. And also says, so get rid of all the filth and evil in your lives and humbly accept the word, of, the word God has planted in your hearts for it is the power to save your souls. So God takes this word, he plants it in your heart where your intentions begin, where, where your thoughts and your emotions begin, and then it saves your soul, your essential self, your life, your very breath, the essence of who you are. So I'm going to love God with all of my heart and with every breath of my soul. Third, I want to love the Lord my God with all my mind. Now, the Greek word here is dianoia. All right, you've heard like paranoia, different things like that. Oya, that's part of your mind. Dianoia is your imagination, it's your understanding, and it's your deep thought. We must be more than just saying, oh, I'm Christ-minded. We must have the mind of Christ. It's different. And that comes from reading the word, talking to God in prayer, and keeping our mind clean. You've got to be focused on that. I think that's why in Ephesians 6, when it talks about the helmet of salvation, salvation is, it goes around your mind. It keeps it clean. It keeps it protected because that's where your imagination, your understanding, your deep thoughts happen. Look what it says in Ephesians 4. It says, since you have heard about Jesus and have learned the truth that comes from him, throw off old sinful nature, your former way of life, which is corrupted by what? By lust and deception. Those things are mind killers, lust and deception. And we deceive ourselves a lot thinking that lust is no big deal and other things as well. It says, instead, let the spirit renew your thoughts and attitudes. That's it right there. Your thoughts and your attitudes. Let the Holy Spirit renew your mind. So I want to let the God, I want to love God, I should say, with all my heart, you know, the, my, my thoughts, emotions, intentions, with all my soul, my, my essential life, my, my very breath. I want to love him with all my mind, my imagination, my deep understanding. And last of all, I want to love the Lord my God with all my strength. The Greek word is iskus. It's a physical ability, my might, and my power. All right? This is where we just like, yeah, I'm ready to go for it. I want to live for God. I want to take the mountain. You see, sometimes when it comes to the physical stuff, we end up complaining because we don't have the gift somebody else has. We don't have the ability that we see in other people. But we've got to thrive at the gift that God has given us. Don't complain about what you don't have. Love him with what you do have. With what you do have. You know, I'm, I, as I mentioned earlier, I coach football. And some guys are not the fastest or they're, or, or they're not the tallest or whatever. And, and, and they may think, oh, I'm just playing 
the line. In fact, my son Chase plays uh, offensive guard, and, and it's kind of a forgot-about position. You know, it's next to the center, next to the tackle where his brother plays. But here is this guard position, and 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 you never see on Monday Night Football or any kind of accolades or Heisman Trophy awards for a guard. But I'll tell you what, you know when a guard isn't doing their job because the quarterback gets sacked or because the, the running back can't make the big play. You know, so maybe you're in one of those positions where you feel like other people are getting all the praise and all the accolades and, and you're just doing the work. Well, do it with all of your might. That's how you love God. And God notices. God knows every player on the field. God knows every person that's involved. And so Jesus tells us, love must, we must love God with all four of these. All right? Heart, soul, mind, and strength. And I'll tell you what. If, if I'm honest, I've got some love work to do this week. I need to work on some of these. Now, let me wrap this up by simply kind of throwing it the other way so that you understand how tricky the enemy is. Because the, the enemy, the devil, he always flips it around. He always tries to take something like so powerful about love like this. Jesus teaches us exactly how to love God. And then he flips it around. And he messes with us, and it makes us feel like, well, this feels like love. But it's, in honesty, it's like the opposite. Satan always wants to pervert or deceive God's people from truth. So look at how he does it with love. All right, this is how he teaches us love. He does it the opposite. It starts with strength. Think about it. It starts with some physical attraction or a feeling. So we start getting into this, oh, oh, I, I think I love this. I think I want this. I think I, I need this. And that leads to our mind. We start obsessing about it. And desire comes in. And lust comes in. And, and we think, but it feels right. Remember? Because that's strength, feeling. Then mind follows up and obsesses and, and creates a desire for it. And then the soul, it becomes what we are. It becomes what defines us. We get into this kind of thing and we think it's love and we're going, well, it's what I am and what other people think of me and what I want to accomplish. And then it drips into our heart and now we believe that's what's in our heart. It's the opposite. And you can apply that to your relationship with God or your relationship with other people. You see, even with another person, God wants you to start with heart. He wants you to start going, if they're not like Jesus, then I don't want them inside of me. I don't want them part of me. I don't want to spend the rest of my life with someone that doesn't, doesn't love me like Jesus loves me. If we don't go heart, soul, mind, and strength, we'll do it the way this world does it, the way the enemy created, and we'll go strength, mind, soul, and heart. Totally the opposite. Satan always starts on the surface trying to seep his way in. God always starts in the heart and lets it work its way out. And God desires that we would move from the heart to the soul, to the mind, and then to the strength, because then it becomes our power source rather than the thing that drains our power. This is why we ask Christ to come into our heart, not into our head, not into our soul, not into our body. We need him in our core, then he works his way out. You know, you see that even in the way that David repents in, in Psalm 51. When David had committed adultery and he had committed murder and it was horrible and he, he wants to get things right with God, he does it in this order. Look, he goes, 
create in me a pure heart. He starts right there. He goes, God, start fresh in my heart. And then he goes, and make my spirit or soul right again. Then he says, give me back the joy of my salvation. Remember, that's the mind. And keep me strong by giving me a willing spirit. That's how he ends. So he goes, creating me a clean heart, a right soul. Give me the joy back to my mind and make me strong again to live for you. That's what God wants for us. That's what I I believe God wants to do in you today, to explode love. I have so much love in my heart, and I believe that love is our mission. It's the mission of revolution. It's the mission of, of every friendship, of every marriage, of every family. If we could get love right, if we could get it from from heart, soul, mind, and strength, if we could do it that way in every relationship, in every situation, we could see a revolution of love sweep all over our country, all over our culture, all over our high school, and all over us. Let's do that. Let's pray and process the love he has created us to experience. Maybe you need to ask God to help you unlearn the backwards way that you've learned love. Maybe you need to go into some of these ways of thinking and relationships that have started or have existed and repent like David so that you can get the love back to where it needs to be. You know what? I believe in that. And I'm praying today that you would have a love explosion, a revolution love that would sweep over your life and that it would drip on everyone that you know. From the inside out, may love be your source of joy, power, and and that you would experience the Holy Spirit's smile in you and through you like never before. That's what I'm hoping for today. Thank you for tuning in. I appreciate you listening to this podcast, and I'll be back with another message soon. Thanks a lot. I love you. Peace.